Hi, Jerry O'Connell here, and welcome to another edition of the Connected Radio podcast. Today we're going to have a look at one of the Psalms, a very famous one, Psalm 23, and uh, I'm going to focus on one or two points today, and uh, the first one is this fact that the Lord is my shepherd, says David, the guy who wrote this, King David. Um, What does that mean, the Lord is my shepherd? Well, first of all, David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And uh, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. So there's an element that says, because I have a relationship with God, a bit like a sheep with the shepherd, uh, I can expect if God is my shepherd, if I've made him my master, then I won't lack anything that I need and he'll direct me and guide me uh, out of danger and he'll direct me into places of green pasture and still waters you know provision he will provide for me um, especially when um, everyone else might be experiencing famine God will keep an eye on um, on his sheep So that's interesting, the idea that God has a special relationship and gives special favour to certain people. And the question is, why is that? And the second question is, how do I get that (laughs) favour? Okay. Um, God says, thanks be to God, or Paul says, thanks be to God, who gives me the victory, making me a conqueror through my Lord Jesus Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 15:57. And what that basically says is that it is through Jesus Christ that we come into this place of divine favor and blessing. And uh, in John's Gospel, chapter 1, it says, But to all who received him, that's Jesus Christ, he gave power to become children of God. So the Bible teaches that we are not naturally um, in God's family. And there's something of a special protection, uh, like a a father um, or like a shepherd that comes to us when we voluntarily ask God, to look after us effectively and we believe the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and quite simply put quite simply that basically says that Jesus Christ is Lord uh, he is God he's not just a man and he came on a special mission and that was to take our place uh, and to receive the blame and the punishment for all the things we've done wrong uh, every one of us um, has has basically broken uh, God's law, the Ten Commandments. Every one of us has sinned 
and all of us fall short of perfection, which is basically what God is like. He's perfect. However, he's not willing to punish those uh, um, who fall, who make mistakes. He wants to help them. He loves everyone, particularly uh, those who are, um, if you like, humble and contrite. He wants us to experience um, a breakthrough of uh, healing and deliverance. And he does that through this act of substitution. Uh, what some people have called the divine exchange. God takes our blame and gives us his favor. God takes our brokenness and gives us his wholeness and makes us, uh, through Christ, into his children and puts his, effectively, eye of protection on us, watches over us and cares for us and provides for us. And we receive that favor when we make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. And I'll explain more about that as time goes on. But essentially, it's fantastic to realize that um, that you can make God your shepherd. And uh, that is something that you can choose to do at any time. And in fact, God is so concerned about that that he, he wants us to know that unless we turn to him and receive Christ and all the benefits of knowing Christ, then when we die, we won't be able to go to heaven because Jesus said there's only one way to go to heaven. And he said he was the way, the truth, and the life. And no one could come to the Father but through him. Quite a big claim, but actually... It does stand up um, under close examination. Christ is who he says he is. That's um, been my sort of discovery over um, tens of years. I've studied the Bible and I've found it to be reliable. And particularly uh, in the details about Jesus Christ, uh, who he is and what he came to do. It's extremely uh, robust and very, very clear. God um, has sent Christ as the saviour of the world. And John the Baptist said um, that he was the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world. He was the, the one who would take the blame and go to hell so that you and I wouldn't have to experience that. And so that's fantastic to know that God wants you uh, to be living with his protection. He is real. Many people say, oh, I don't believe in God. Um, I don't think um, uh, the Bible is true. But most of those people haven't really read the Bible. And they've never actually approached God with faith. In other words, giving him uh, the opportunity to show himself and to reveal himself um, as who he is. Um, God who created the universe and who made you and who loves you um, and he wants us to approach him with a kind of humility um, so I would recommend that um, you know whoever would draw near to God must must do that uh, with faith believing that he exists and that he rewards those who who seek him out so that's that's uh, good advice 
straight from Hebrews chapter 11. So we're going to listen to a bit of music now and uh, I hope you come back and stay with the show. Oh, no, 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 no. 
must keep on going There's no time for slowing When we run the Christian race He is always with us All we need He'll give us There's no limit to His grace alone now I've got a friend one who'll stick by me until the end as I walk along the road he is always there to bear my load for as I make this earthly voyage Sail through all I see of care He gives me strength and faith and courage He answers prayer He's always there 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 That was a song called Always There. It's one I wrote uh, several years ago now. But it, it essentially makes it point very clearly that God is just a prayer away. He's always there. And when he comes into your life, it's, it's just wonderful. And um, I can only recommend that you seriously take what I'm saying uh, today, that there is a God. He does care about you. He has a great plan for your life. And he wants you to stop for a minute and just reconsider uh, the message of Jesus Christ, perhaps without any prejudice, just thinking about, well, what if this is true? And if it is true, how can I know? And what I'm trying to say today is anyone can find out if what I'm saying is true because God is actually behind the message. It's not my message. It's actually the message of the historic um, Christian faith, the Bible is uh, very reliable and anyone who's read the bible knows that even though it's 66 books written by 66 different people it kind of sticks together as one whole because the bible says that the, it, it is the word of god as inspired word it's as if god was breathing out the words and speaking them to you and that's what he does actually so sometimes you hear something from the Bible and it just gets into your uh, mind and you can't shake it because it has this lingering quality of authority and truth. And that's, that's what I found. In fact, the Bible says it's a bit like a sword. Um, you might not want to listen to it, but it kind of uh, it, it makes its point, as it were. And so that point is very penetrating to you 
and it penetrates your thinking. And that's because the Bible is not just like any other book. It is a living, uh, breathing word, if you like. It breathes life into the, into, the, into the passages that you read. So I'm looking at Psalm 23. And um, uh, there's another part of Psalm 23, verse 3, which says that God is the God who restores my soul. Um, that is so amazing that God would actually come back and and lead you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So he, he takes you in your brokenness and he restores your soul and he leads you out of trouble and leads you into the right way and to go forward with your life. So wherever you are, whatever your circumstances, you may think, do you know what, um, this Christianity thing, uh, it, this religious thing, it's not for me. But God isn't talking about a religion, actually. He's talking about a relationship. He wants to be your friend, mentor, and shepherd, your God, actually. And he wants you to trust him. And that's what the Bible calls faith. Faith is not uh, believing some things that you really know aren't true. Uh, uh, it's actually trusting that the person who wrote the Bible means what he says and is reliable. And the Bible calls that, that uh, faithfulness. God is faithful. In fact, it says um, uh, that the mercy of God uh, is new every morning and great is God's faithfulness. So you can trust God. If he says, I'll meet you um, at lunchtime by the station, um, he will actually do that. Um, uh, but he actually obviously says it in, 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 a, in a different way. But he will always hear what you have to say and speak back. And he speaks back most clearly through the Bible. So that's why I would say, if you've never read the Bible, just get hold of one. It's probably the most published book in the world, and it's certainly the most read book in the world. And um, I would understand that it's probably easier to start in the New Testament, the second part of the Bible that talks about the life of Christ, and perhaps in uh, one of the Gospels. Uh, like John, which is easy enough to understand. And uh, certainly I would start reading the Bible and also a beginning to ask questions. And if you ask questions, other people uh, who know the Lord can often help you with that. And there's a very good thing called an Alpha course, which many churches run from time to time. And you can even get into an online one, especially during COVID. So I would say to you, um, there are answers to your questions. Sometimes we don't want to think about uh, the questions, but I'd say to you, please do, because the benefits of knowing Christ are eternal and fantastic and cannot be overstated. So I'm really, really, really recommending that you don't just be passive like we tend to be or um, you know, just ignoring um, what I'm saying today but please 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 take me seriously I recommend the gospel of Jesus Christ and it certainly transformed my life 
Um, and even though life does have its ups and downs and its storms, um, because God's my shepherd, because Christ is my saviour, I have no situation that I've been through that I haven't found that God was faithful and that his mercies were new every day. And God helped me and led me and restored my soul and and brought me into the paths of righteousness the right way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. So um, he restores our soul. So if you're feeling a bit broken, Christ has help at hand. And uh, please, please, please call to him. Tell him exactly what you're going through. He will answer you. Now, in verse 6, he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, there are two circumstances there that he alludes to the psalmist. Uh, One is that um, he says, All the days of my life. So that's my life on earth. He says, goodness and mercy shall follow me. And what he's basically saying there is that my life with God uh, in the driving seat is one where I can expect that good things are going to happen. And when I mess up, I won't be just thrown aside. But God will be merciful and he'll pick me up. Uh, out of the mud, if you like, clean me up and put me right back on on the road. And eventually, um, uh, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Now, the house of the Lord is heaven. It's the place where God lives. And God dwells outside of time and space in this realm called heaven. And it's a real place. It's not just ethereal. In fact, it's so real that in comparison, what we know as life on earth is, is, is transitory. So, um, but we've not been there. Except we know that Jesus Christ um, uh, has gone and, and has come back. And he is our forerunner, the Bible says. He's the person who's prepared a place for us and um, a, a mansion, in fact. and But that's like a genuine community and we will live in God's presence in a slightly upgraded form um, called a glorified body and we will be able to experience the fullness um, of his love and, uh, and we will have literally a heavenly experience. But this is only for the person who can truly say, the Lord is my shepherd. So how does that happen? Well, very simply, you have to come 
to the shepherd who is the Lord Jesus Christ and who gave his life for the sheep. He said, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And he says this, he didn't come to be a killjoy. He says, I came that you may have a life and have it abundantly, have it to the full. So what I'm saying to you today is, if you really want to have a full and happy life and want to go to heaven when you die, then you need to come to the Savior, to the Good Shepherd. And he says, the devil comes to steal and kill and destroy. So whenever you feel your life is being destroyed or attacked, it's the devil who wants to ruin your life. It's the Lord who wants to beautify your life, save you and take away your sin and give you his his righteousness. So you need to come to God and believe four things. Firstly, that he does exist and he loves you. He loves you more than you love you. He loves you. The second thing is we all messed up. We've all blown it. We all break the Ten Commandments um, many times, many times over. And, and that just tells us that we have a disease, and the Bible calls it sin. It's basically um, inborn in, into us. We will naturally want to do the wrong thing. You don't have to teach children to be naughty. I know, I had four. So I'm saying to you, you are just like everyone else. We have all sinned and fall short of God's glory. And so for that reason, we cannot enter heaven because God is holy. But there is a, a but, a big but. But God so loved the world, he's not willing that any should perish. That he gave his only son, that whoever, and that means anybody, believes in Christ, won't perish but will receive eternal life. We'll have a relationship with Christ that goes on forever and and makes you one of his sheep. So, Christ came to, um, to die for your sins while you were still a sinner. Christ came and died. And that's what he did on the cross. He gave up his life. And he didn't just die physically, um, you know, a horrible death. He was murdered by Roman soldiers, um, you know, and uh, died a very horrible death, crucifixion. But the Bible says that he shed his blood, which symbolized the life in him. He gave his life and he went to hell. He took your judgment. And through his life, death and resurrection, he opened the door into heaven to those who believe, who will repent of their sins and believe in him and make him their Lord and Savior. And I did that uh, over 40 years ago when I basically knelt down and said to God, yeah, I really want to know you. I know I've messed up. I'm, I'm a sinful person, but I want your forgiveness. And I believe Christ, you, you died for me and you died to take away my sin and to give me new life and so I prayed along those lines and I simply said to, to the Lord Jesus please come into my life and save me and um, from that day I know he did because 
At that moment, the Bible says, I was born again, and I felt something change. I felt a tremendous peace, um, like a burden of, you know, uh, stress or guilt just lifted. And I felt really, really loved, peaceful. And from that day, when I began to read the Bible, it was no longer a dry, dusty old book, but it was something really, really like water to a thirsty man. I really drank it, every word. And, I, and the more I read it, the more I realized um, that it is true. And I began to understand that God can speak to you through reading the Bible. So today I want to make a recommendation. If you haven't prayed that prayer of salvation that I outlined earlier, that you do it because it is so important. Because if you die in your sin, if you don't do anything about what you've heard, then you will bear the burden of guilt and blame for your own sin. And God, as a just God, has no other option but to judge sin. And the penalty for sin is death or separation from God, because he, he, he is holy. But he's saying to you, please, please, please stop. Turn from your sin and receive Christ. When Jesus died on the cross, two other people were crucified alongside of him. One guy had been a criminal all his life and cursed Jesus and just didn't want to have anything to do with him. But the other one, the good thief, as they say, he fully understood that Christ did not deserve to die there. And he was wanting to know more. And he believed that Jesus was God, that he was the Christ. And the moment he believed, Jesus said to him, today you will be with me in paradise that's in heaven and if you were to die tonight would you go to heaven with the good thief or would you go to hell with the bad thief and I'm saying to you today please receive Christ as your saviour and if you pray that prayer uh, get yourself a bible join a church Email me at hello at connectedradio.co.uk and let us know uh, more about your decision and what's happened since. Uh, and also, please, if you have any more questions or you still have some doubts that you want answers to, then by all means send me the questions in and we'll try and cover them in, in a reply to you and also maybe in another program. So that's it for today. So this is Jerry O'Connell from Connected Radio Podcast saying goodbye for now. Until next time. And of course, thank you for listening. God and King, to you I sing, praise you in the morning and the night, when I'm in the darkness, when I'm in the storm, 
your word gives me light. Redemption song. You paid a price to save my life. Can I just mention your redemption? I praise your name. I'm born again. I know you'd go against convention. I give you thanks, oh Lord, with all my heart. I sing your praises. Though troubles surround me, you will protect me by your love and your great power. Oh, faithful one, your right hand saved me. Your plans amaze me. Your power raised me. Redemption song. My God and King, to you I sing. Praise you in the morning and the night. When I'm in the darkness, when I'm in the storm, your word gives me light. Redemption song. To save my life Can I just mention your redemption I praise your name I'm born again I know you'd go against convention I give you thanks, oh Lord, with all my heart I sing your praises Though troubles surround me, you will protect me by your love and your great power. Oh, faithful one, your right hand saved me, your plans amazed me, your power raised me. 
Redemption Song.